Are you feeling stuck, lost, or confused about what to do next in your career? Then the Manifest Your Career podcast is just right for you. I'm your host, Dr. Norma Reyes, a career mindset coach. I help successful Latinas who are battling self-doubt, self-sabotage, and imposter syndrome. I teach my clients how to combine their intuition, skills, and knowledge so that they can manifest their dream career. It's time you start listening to your inner wisdom and guidance. Tune in each week to the Manifest Your Career podcast and learn how to align your mindset to your career goals. Keep listening and together we'll manifest your dream career. Hey everyone, welcome back. This is episode 58 and I have a guest interview for you today. And this one's a little special um, because this is a high school friend and I'm sure like many of you have your high school friends that you've either lost touch with and then maybe reconnected on Facebook and you see their journey, you see how far they've come but you don't really know the intimate details from behind the scenes, right? And you may not be willing to ask those questions like, hey, um, where did you go to college after all? Or hey, what did you major in? Or whatever else, right? Just because we all get busy and you you just assume things, right? So I reached out to my high school friend and asked her if she wanted to share her career journey. And she said, yes. So today you get to hear a different career journey. And this is what I want to have on my podcast, because not everyone goes to college. Not everyone finishes college. And that's okay. So today's guest is Marisol de Alba. She is a San Antonio native, a former hotel event manager, and she didn't graduate college or obtain a degree, but it didn't stop her from moving up the ladder in an industry she loves while also being a proud mom of two. After COVID, she was left unemployed the travel industry was hit really hard and it led her to embarking on a new journey to seek a better work-life balance where she redefined her own personal success so i can't wait for you guys to hear her career journey you so much um, for joining us on the podcast. First, tell us where did you grow up and your family background and who did you live with? Well, I grew up in the south side of San Antonio. I lived with my parents until the age of 11. They got divorced at that time. And my mom remarried pretty quickly after that. And so the dynamic in our family changed a lot and I wasn't really happy with a lot of things. And so I basically begged her to go let me live with her mom, which is my grandma. And I lived with my grandparents until I graduated from high school. 
they were my my biggest support system. Yeah. Your grandparents? Yeah, my grandparents. Yeah. So at 11, you decided to move yeah and go live with your grandparents yes that's so big but i feel like south side san antonio like that's not uncommon (laughs) (laughs) no i knew i knew right away my stepdad had three children of his own my mom had three children so we were a big brady bunch and i was just worried that maybe the opportunities weren't going to be there for me because of how many kids they had to take care of. So already thinking about your future. Yeah. I'm kind of, it makes me curious about your Zodiac sign. Like, are you a Capricorn? No, I'm an Aries. I'm fire. <laughs> ah, well, I got to look at the other uh, rest of your chart though. <laughs> Aries, but Aries. Yeah, definitely. I'm wanted this way and that's it. Yeah. Come with me or don't. Right. And so then when you were young and people asked you what you wanted to be when you grew up, what do you recall telling them? I would tell them that I was going to be a doctor or a nurse because I loved being in the doctor's office. I liked being in the hospitals. I was just really intrigued with all of the work that they were doing and, you know, the charts that I didn't understand and the handwriting and whatnot. Um, So I really thought that I was going to be in the medical field at some point. So now with that, who do you recall some of your earliest career role models being? My father, I would say, was my biggest role model because he came to this country with, you know, nothing. And, you know, he was a construction laborer, but he was always a go-getter and he knew that If he pushed hard, he worked hard, he could become something more than just a laborer. And um, he actually became a contractor, self-employed, you know, had his own business. And he had a lot of, a lot of really big opportunities when I was a little girl. So I always looked up to him and I thought if he can make it happen, so can I. That's awesome. It's always amazing and just more empowering when our parents are the ones that are able to kind of be that person for us. The look what I can still do despite all of the challenges in front of me. So with that, what were some of your parents' career expectations for you? There was never really any expectations. I think really um, for my mom was just to have good grades in school, to graduate high school. You know, coming from the, the Hispanic culture, as a woman, you're kind of raised to grow up, get married, have kids, take care of the family. So there was never really any expectation on their end. It was more expectations of myself and what I wanted to do. So, yeah. So please tell us about your educational background. Did you attend college immediately after high school or did you start later? I did. Because of my family background, all I could think of as I was getting closer to graduating high school was how far can I get away from home? And so I took the opportunity with the school that gave me the most money and scholarships and grants. And so I went all the way to Wesleyan College in Macon, Georgia, and I went right after high school, and I got homesick, and nobody really trains you for, you know, being homesick or 
you know, the different things that you're going to experience when you leave home. And I wasn't even two months into college when I decided that it wasn't for me. I needed to transfer somewhere closer to home to be close to home, but not at home. And I transferred to the University of Houston my sophomore year. And that year I actually met my husband and I fell in love. We dated like three months, got married. And a year later, we found out we were expecting our first child. And so I unfortunately never finished my college degree. I thought that, okay, I'm going to have a baby. Now I need to help take care of her and provide for her. And so I thought I was just going to take a pause in my college career until I started working at the hotel and fell in love with that career. Yeah. So tell us about that. Tell us what happened, right? Like what was going from leaving school because now you have baby and going and starting this job at the hotel and then take us on your next journey after that chapter. So I find out I'm pregnant and, you know, I live in Houston with my husband. He's from the border. He doesn't have family in Houston. I'm from San Antonio. I don't have family in Houston. And I'm thinking, I need my mom. I need my grandma. I don't know what I'm going to do. So I finished that school year and I came home and the small mindset of, okay, what am I going to do now? No one's going to hire me because I'm pregnant. I didn't know about laws back then. (laughs) So I didn't work for the rest of my pregnancy. And as soon as I had the baby and I was clear, I took a job with a temp agency. And my first assignment was to work at the Hilton Palacio del Rio. It was very fast paced. I really enjoyed the pace of the work. You were never doing the same thing every day. Everything was always changing and there was always a different challenge. But of course, it was a temp job. I wasn't going to be there for long. And so when that assignment ended, you know, I went on the other jobs that they would send me. And about a month and a half later, I get a phone call from the hotel and they said, hey, we want you back, but we want you back permanently. And and at this time, I'm just answering phones. I'm just the receptionist for the sales office. I'm just doing paperwork and things like that. And so, you know, by this time, my daughter's about 10 months old. And I said, I don't know if I want to go back to college. I think I want to make this a career. I think I want to be in the catering events world. And that's what I did. That that became my new goal. And I made it happen. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love that because a lot of times we get told, right, go to college, get a degree, and then get a job. And you know, it doesn't always work out that way. And sometimes we can either feel shamed or we just don't know what else is out there. Mm-hmm. I love that you went to a temp agency. I think temp agencies are an amazing way to just kind of try different workplaces and see if you come across something that you like. And it is stable enough to where they can, you know, give you another assignment right back to back versus right. you doing the job hopping and then it doesn't look so bad in your resume it's like i worked for a temp agency it doesn't matter where what you worked and what experience you got right so then tell us more about how your career unfolded there and then where you currently are now 
So I was with the hotel for 14 years. And like I said, I started answering phones for the sales office. I had the opportunity to move up to becoming a coordinator for the catering team, at which point, you know, I was able to learn a lot more about handling my own accounts and things like that. And a couple of years into that, the opportunity came open to become an event manager or a convention services manager. And I put my name in the hat and I told the director of sales, I'm already doing the work, pay me for it. <laughs> so I was very brave and I said, I'm ready. This is what I want to do. And he took a chance on me and he made it happen. So from that point forward, my goal was just to become the best event manager that I could be in San Antonio. And like I said, I, I, I loved what I did. It was a creative career. I'm a very creative person. And it was a really good outlet for me to explore different things. And, you know, like I said, it was never the same thing every day. There was always a new challenge, a new opportunity. So I just ran with it. Wow. 14 years. And so in those 14 years, what has been the most influential experience in your career so far? I think the most influential thing for me in the hotel world was just being thrown in the fire, like we say, not really knowing what to expect. And a lot of that is because everyone has their different way of managing things or adjusting to people's characters or, you know, everyone has their different quirks. And so that for me was really big, but also I had a really big situation at the beginning of my career as a convention services manager, where I don't know if I quite explain myself or the situation correctly to management. And because I was very young still, and I was very new in the role, I was kind of thrown under the bus and didn't, I wasn't given the support that I felt I, I deserved or I needed at the time. And that I'm glad that it happened because that lit a fire under me to say, this is never going to happen again. I'm going to be the expert in my field and I'm going to be the best that they have here. And I did, I became that. So <laughs> yeah, that Aries in you said never again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning from this. Yes. That's good. Especially when you're young and you don't have anyone that's helping you or guiding you or mentoring you or that you even know you need a mentor at this point. Right. So what have been some of your career challenges? The career challenges, I would say, you know, we're always about negotiating things with clients. I think sometimes people sign contracts and they don't really read the fine print And so they're always trying to get other things, get extra things or get out of things. And so my previous director always said to me that it's always in the way you deliver the message. And so I learned to deliver a message of no, but these are your options. So that made my career a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah, I can only imagine. Now, I always like to ask these questions. What is some of the worst career advice that you've received so far? I think 
the worst was I had to work more hours in a day to prove my value to the company. I don't know if it's maybe like an old school mentality, but I like to work smart, not hard. And I like to be, especially because I'm a mom of two kids that are athletes that have very busy schedules. I always try to be very selective with my time, my meetings and things like that. And so I always try to make sure that not only was I taking care of my clients in a timely manner, but my family in a timely manner as well. So I said, I'm not doing the 60, 80 hour work weeks. If I can do 40, 50 hours a week, I'm going to do that. Yeah. If you can get the job done in less time, why not? Like working longer doesn't prove anything. It either proves that you're doing a whole lot more than everyone else or that you don't know what you're doing. Right. (laughs) So what has been some of the best career advice that you've received? To always be confident and ask for what you feel you're worth. You know, like I said, when I first faced this opportunity, I was brave enough to tell the director, I'm already doing the work, just pay me. And even a few years later, when I realized that I was producing a lot more, bringing in a lot of revenue, but I was the least paid, I had the confidence to say, hey, I think we need to take a look at this. So always ask for what you're worth because you're your own advocate. You're your best advocate. So yeah, and no one's going to advocate for you, no matter how much someone thinks you're amazing. Your boss might even think about it. But if you're not advocating, it's not going to happen. So before I move into like my last two questions, I do want to ask for you to share your new job and how you transitioned to from what you were doing to this new opportunity. So the last few years at the Hilton, they were very overwhelming. They were very challenging. Times were changing. We had to do a lot more with a lot less staff. And I was very overwhelmed. And again, you know, I'm a mom and a wife first. And, you know, of course, I have to take care of my career too. But COVID happened and the hospitality industry was just severely affected. We lost so much business. And unfortunately, the company had to make the tough decision to lay a lot of us off. And my role was eliminated. And I was unemployed for about seven months. And I'm glad that I was because I was able to take the time to slow down and to really look at my life and what, what did I want to do next? Um, I love to work. I never want to stop working, but I also, I missed a lot of my children while I was in this hotel career because it's very demanding and I lost a lot of time in at field trips and award ceremonies and things like that. And so I decided that I was going to take a step down and not be crazy career mom. And I took an administrative job. So now I'm an executive administrative assistant for a great company that that values and cares for me, that gives me a great work-life balance. And my children love it. My husband loves it. So it's awesome. 
Yes, yes. I've, you know, the pandemic has been rough, but I feel like it also opened up a lot of avenues for people in so many different directions that maybe they wouldn't have otherwise. Right? You may have stayed there if you hadn't been laid off. So, you know, universe, the God, you know, it pushes us along when we don't push ourselves, right? Like, we we do get laid off when we need to because maybe we stayed somewhere too long and that's the only way that we will do something different <laughs> so i'm glad you got the opportunity to slow down because we all needed that like it we still need it that's one of the things i have appreciated from covid like everyone had to slow down and we didn't have to be running from point a to point b constantly that rat race so what career advice would you like to share with my audience? My career advice, it's more educational um, for me. I would say finish your degree. I don't regret the path that I took. I feel like everything happens for a reason and at the right time. But I do feel that if I had that four-year degree, that maybe I wouldn't have been overlooked for some other opportunities. And I see it now, I, I see it in, in my current field. And I advocate for that for my kids, you know, I don't care what you go do in life, but finish that degree, because that just shows someone that you committed, and you dedicated that time, and that hard work to get to that finish line. Yeah, definitely, it does. And your degree, it doesn't matter what you get your degree in, do it in something that you love. Because at the end of the day, no one really looks at what your bachelor's was in. Mm -hmm. You have a bachelor's great hired, you know, and there's sometimes people that are doing the same job you're doing. And it's a diff whole different degree. Like there's once uh, I work in behavioral health. And once there's a lady who had an art degree, a bachelor's in art. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the connection's not there, but she worked it, you know, she found, you know, her niche and was able to get herself in because she had a bachelor's degree. All it said was like, you need a bachelor's degree. And she had enough psych hours yeah. to say like, well, I've taken enough psychology courses for this. And so really, you know, do something that you enjoy doing because it'd be your time to, to do that and explore. And, you know, we don't get told that like, it is a time where you're an adult, but you're not really an adult because you don't have those responsibilities and you can explore, go study abroad, please. I wish I'd done that more. Yes. <laughs> and I think, you know, as a first generation child from Mexican immigrants, I know in my experience, I lacked that guidance. Like I said, the women in my family grew up, they got married, they had kids, they took care of the family. So there was no one there to say, well, you got to finish now. You got to finish what you started. And so now I see it. And now that's what I advocate for my children. And that's why I'm always present at school, supporting the teachers, making sure that they're going to be successful to get to the next level. Because, you know, like I said, I think it's super important for them to finish that degree. Thank you. Is there anything else that you would like to share? I would say just follow your heart. Follow what makes you happy and trust the universe. It's going to guide you in the right direction for you, no matter how crazy that may be. 
Yeah, definitely. I completely agree with you. Well, thank you so much for your time. I truly appreciate it. And baby will be here soon, right? When is baby coming? Baby's coming next week. <laughs> How exciting. Yes. Well, that'll be a whole nother chapter for you. And I'm sure slowing down has been so important for that. Absolutely. I feel like it's it's probably the reason why I'm pregnant <laughs> because I had a very stressful job and you know, I wasn't preventing pregnancy. It just never happened. And I slowed down so much that God said, okay, here's a baby. <laughs> yeah, you're ready. God said it's time. Yeah. Well, thank you again. And I can't wait to see baby pictures. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Manifest Your Career podcast with me, your host, Dr. Norma Reyes, a career and mindset coach. Learn more today on manifestyourcareer.com.